Hey, today on More Than Sports Podcast, we're going to take a look at what God's been doing in the last four months through the ISA. Uh, big things have happened, uh, larger than we had anticipated even in this amount of time. And so I want to highlight some of them and let you know what's happening through what you're doing as you're partnering with the ISA. This is More Than Sports. Now, here's your host, Rick Rowling. Hey, welcome to More Than Sports. I want to give you an update on what's going on. First, let me start off in John chapter 4. This is really a theme verse to what God's doing with the ISA. Um, Jesus says, he says, do not say four months, four months more and then the harvest. He says, I tell you, open your eyes, look at the fields, they are ripe for harvest. I love this. I love this. He says, don't say someday there's going to be a harvest. He says, open your eyes, look up. The fields are ripe for harvest. I want to encourage you just in your life. A lot of times we spend our lives looking down. And when we look down, we just see junk. God says, look up, look up. Open your eyes, see something that other people aren't seeing. If you start to see a harvest, you're going to see things that other people aren't seeing. If you start to see positive things, you're going to see what other people are not seeing. You see, right now, the world is seeing all the dirt. But if you look up and open your eyes, you're going to see the amazing goodness. So I'm just here today to tell you that God is doing some incredible things in America, in my little town, and all over the world, the harvest is ripe and God is doing some good things. But it does require you to get your eyes off your little feet, off the ground, look up, open your eyes. There's a harvest out there. So I want to just share with you some things uh, that are happening right now. Uh, we have, give or take a couple, there are 29 locations worldwide where the ISA is working. Uh, that's amazing because at the beginning of the year, if you went to New Year's Eve 2020, we had about four locations, maybe five if you exaggerated a little bit. And so in this little bit of time, in these four months, we now have 29 locations and there's four of those locations that um, we're soon to head back over, and they are uh, we're we're they're they're over large organizations like thousands, and so we're going over to train some of their trainers, their master trainers, who will in turn train others. Uh, just to, for instance, on that, hopefully shortly um, this summer, we're heading over to Ghana and we're going to work with two organizations over there and train their master trainers. And we'll set up national uh, training teams in the nation of Ghana and they will in turn uh, train all the other people who want uh, an ISA club uh, in this thing. So we're start we're working with these ambassadors that they would be our trainers. And these the people that we are working with, they're overseeing thousands, thousands of churches and who want to begin using sports ministry. So we're there's we're talking when I say twenty nine, I'm saying twenty nine that are ready to explode down their organization. I just want to give you some some highlight a few. 
one of the things that has happened is uh, through Jay Paul, the ISA has gotten very strong in India. And in January, we started many things over there, including uh, on our on the campus over there of Rescuing Lives. Uh, we've started having um, uh, built a batting cage for cricket. That's an interesting thing. It's a very large cage with netting uh, where they work on cricket skills. Very unusual to have that. It's a batting cage much like you would see at a ball field in America, a baseball field. But it's larger, higher, and it's for cricket. So unique in India. So people are coming from all over to work on their cricket skills. Uh, and, of course, building relationships, sharing the love of God uh, with them. Done the same thing over there with badminton. Built pretty significant basketball courts, again, where people are coming for that, as well as tennis and pickleball. One of the things that's cool about that, not only is it reaching out in India to the area places and churches are starting to use it for ministry, but um, a lot of the work that Jay Paul does over there is uh, rehabilitating ladies who have either been widowed or abused or even trafficked, uh, takes them into a training school. And it's part now, now it's part of the, um, if you want to say the curriculum in rehabilitation is using sports. He's found that it's uh, uh, to train these people on how to even enjoy life and how to do things that make them smile. In America, if you're listening to this, you might say, well, that's pretty basic. Not if you've lived your life being abused. And so it's a huge thing to train somebody also how to have have pleasure, how to have recreation. Uh, and so it's a big deal. So things are really exciting uh, in India. I encourage you to be praying for the nation of India now as they're going through uh, a lot of issues uh, with, with COVID. Very bad over there. We've talked to a number of our people. Very difficult times. So be praying for India. And as well, I bring you good news of what's happening in India. Be praying because it's a difficult time now as well. Well, we, we, um, let me go through a few of these things. Uh, let, me, let me introduce you to my buddy, uh, Pastor Jonathan. Uh, absolutely tremendous man. Uh, he and Sadiq go back many, many years. And really early on in Sadiq's walk with Jesus, uh, Pastor Jonathan, we sometimes call him Roger. He goes by both names. Uh, Pastor Roger has uh, was very influential. The two of them kind of were the iron sharpening iron. So 20-some years later, uh, we've reconnected with him for ministry. Well, our buddy over there, has take he has such a heart of evangelism and such a heart for young people he's taken the use of sports to a whole nother level he works with about eight different nations and he's in so many uh, circles of leadership and and churches that he's been uh, going strong with uh, so many of these area things and taking in uh, the use the method of using sports to reach the young people one of the things that, that he's doing, we're sending some things over to him uh, this week, actually, uh, Friday. We're sending over something. We're sending over reflective, um, you know, like construction. Uh, you see him on construction sites, the reflective vests. And what he's going to be doing with them is he's taking them and is going to give them to uh, motorcycle taxis. They're every country. I mean, there's every country in, in Africa that I've been in uh, has had motorcycle taxis. It's very cheap. 
uh, way to get around. You jump on the back of a motorcycle, you drive. Uh, they're everywhere. I've been to t- times where you stopped, you thought it was a, it looked like a, a, a race, like a, maybe 500 motorcycles at a stoplight and revving their engines and the light turned or the, the officer let them go and boom, it looks like somebody took off in a race. They're everywhere over there. Uh, it's very unsafe. Um, a lot of tragic things happen, a lot of accidents, of course. So one of the things that Roger's going to be able to do is give reflective vests to these motorcycle drivers. And in doing so, he's not only uh, working with uh, the, working in the, 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 the area, the village, the city to improve it, but he's also blessing these guys and he'll get in, uh, be able to have access and build relationships with them. So that's the unique thing that's going on. The other thing we're doing is we're sending over, uh, jerseys, lots of jerseys because, uh, you can see we just have, uh, suitcases full of, of jerseys. And why we're doing that is because, Roger is gone, and in almost every, almost every street, seemingly in Conakry, uh, he has started a, a soccer team, and so each neighborhood basically has started a soccer team. So he's reaching out to the young people, and he's the churches are establishing a soccer team in each neighborhood, and so all these neighborhoods are be giving they're given opportunities to play soccer. That's a huge deal. Uh, we're gonna take them over. Uh, uniforms, so they're going to have you know these twelve, fifteen, however many kids have the same color shirt at least, and then they're able to even play each other, and then the whole time ministering, meeting them, connecting them with adults who will help them in their life. And so this is in Guinea, a country we haven't even been to yet, where uh, we have at least four clubs have started. And so that's a really big deal. And so pray for people like Pastor Roger. He is absolutely doing the work and, and he's carrying it all over the place as he's just reaching hundreds and hundreds of new kids uh, almost every day with the gospel of Christ. Want to also uh, jump over to East Africa, back to Kenya. This guy right here is our buddy Stevo. Stevo is an awesome guy. He's there with Sadiq. Uh, we were over there last month and we spent some time with Stevo. I've known Stevo for years. Probably I go back at least 10 years with him, and he was our driver for many years. He had a, a little business with his car and we would hire him a lot when I was over there going to pastor conferences and he would drive us. I mean, some of the craziest places. He was our driver. We fell in love with Steve-O, just a great guy, a uh, great driver, all of that. Well, over the years, as we, as we knew him, uh, he felt a call to go into ministry, went and did some Bible training, uh, got ordained. He's pastoring a church now, and so uh, he has a real heart for young people, and they're all over the place. So he has, um, he has started to really go after young people. I'm not, I don't think I have a picture of, no, I don't. Uh, he just sent us this morning, uh, sent us a number of videos of he's begun outreaching. We gave him, last time we were over there, we gave him, I believe it was three soccer balls. And so what he's doing, just started it this week because kids are on break, he's begun to uh, put together teams, bring young people together. And so he's got all these young people who are coming to him uh, in on his ch- campus where his church is, but then they also, just a few hundred yards away, have a field where they're playing down there. I just want you to hear this because guys like Steve-O are coming out of the woodwork and coming after us and say, man, I want to reach these young people. 
Could you help me? And so we give them a little bit of training, a little bit of encouragement, maybe a soccer ball here and there. And and we've partnered with him and he's doing the work. He's out there doing it. And so we're regularly in contact with him as, as he's reaching out to people. So pray for guys like Steve-O. They're absolutely killing it when it comes to reaching the next generation. If I just jump down the road from Steve-O, uh, this is our buddy Kevin. Kevin is a guy we met, again, multiple years ago, a young guy. Uh, his story, he, he's told it to us and he's told it on video, so I can certainly share some of it. He actually grew up um, in the area where we've met him. He grew up in a slum, uh, steeped in poverty. Uh, he says he didn't have electricity for, I don't know, I think he said to, in high school he went to a place that had electricity. But Kevin is just crazy on fire for Jesus and is going after the young people to help them and to give them hope all over the western region where we're working. What Kevin is doing is he's really taking this to another level because uh, he's, he has a lot of energy, he has a lot of passion, he has some time on his hand, and he says, I'm going to go after the young people of Kenya. And so he's going places and um, setting up, helping set up teams, and then sharing the word with them. This is a, uh, looks like about, I don't know, 20, 30. Uh, most, these are actually, most of them are, are, um, are girls that he's worked. This, is, uh, this particular thing is a girls uh, football soccer team uh, that plays in multiple places. And Kevin keeps uh, in touch with them and goes there and shares with them the hope and shares with them uh, the, their identity in Christ and to not get involved with, with uh, the, the ways that so many young ladies are, are, are traveling down a path. They just give themselves over to a guy, and, and it's very sad because they don't know who they are. And so Kevin is out there sharing who they are in Christ and giving them hope that they are empowered by Christ, that they can do amazing things. So so this kind of stuff is going on all the time. So when we're like we're right now in the States, a lot of what we're doing in the States is is, uh, you know, a lot of this takes funding. So we're raising funds. We're coordinating. We're do, we can do a lot of training from here and we're getting the message out as we're as this is expanding to large, large amounts of areas. Now I want to jump where this is staying in Kenya. This is over in uh, Nairobi area, another one of our clubs. Uh, this guy over here on the left, this is Coach John. Of course, that's Sadiq in the middle. And this is Achai on the right. And Coach John has started a, uh, a club for teenage girls, high school girls, uh, in the in Nairobi area. It's in the area of Donholm, if you're familiar with uh, Nairobi. And he's doing a tremendous work over there. And he's taking uh, these, whatever, maybe 20 young ladies working with a school and a church, and they're part of a school. And he's training them in volleyball. And then he's got other people who are helping him as well. And then he's training them in life. And he's giving them hope. And if you want to break cycles of poverty, if you want to break a pattern of abuse, if you want to break just demonic strongholds, you've got to go after young people and train them in the things of God and have them know who they are in Christ. And I'm telling you, the ladies that we've met over there, they believe in a future. They have hope. They don't see where maybe their families even come from and that they're destined for that. They see God has good things for them. So I just want to shout out to guys like Coach John uh, in, in our locations over there who is absolutely out there all the time 
training these young ladies, not just in volleyball, although they're very good at volleyball, he's training them in life and the hope that is found in Christ. Let me go back over to West Africa. I apologize for kind of the, uh, the machine gun approach here. I'm just scattered all over. Uh, I just want to, uh, um, but I just want to share just random stories. Uh, this lady right here in the stripes, one of the coolest ladies, one of my heroes uh, in the kingdom, her name is Edith. And she's in Togo, and she's been ministering the gospel for many, many years, all over the world, really. She was involved with YWAM for many years. Uh, but now she's in Togo and is working. Uh, the one place she works is a village. And the village is um, the village is, is a tough area, real tough area. And this is the, I know I've shared about it before, but um, this is it steeped in a lot of spiritualism, a lot of, of voodoo or witchcraft. It's called things in different areas. It's actually called juju over here and over there. And uh, a lot of ancestral worship, just really rough thing. Very difficult place to share the gospel. She's begun, though, to reach the young guys by taking over soccer balls. And she's got all these guys there. Look at all these young men here. Before, she, she said, she says, I can't reach any young guys. I can only reach, I can only reach a handful of women and some children. She says, let's go after them with sports. All these young guys are coming regularly to her. Of course they play soccer. That's why they want to come. But every time they come, they're hearing the gospel. They're hearing the hope of Christ. They're meeting quality people who will help them with life and give them a hope for a future. And so people like Edith, they're out there. It takes hours to get to this place. She goes out every weekend. She can only stay, I think she can stay three nights because of where she sleeps. It's, it, it, it actually gets really difficult on her body, and so she can't stay there all the time. And so she uh, uh, she's just out there reaching these people. And, and, and I know I've shared this before, but there's five other villages that have come to her nearby, and they said, we want to start uh, doing this too. And so now she's given a platform to reach even up to five villages similar to this villages. Before she was in a village that was, I mean, she was persevering and was faithful and and she was reaching the people she was reaching but God has expanded her influence so much not just that the young guys have come to hear her and to play soccer but she's now reached out to five other area villages and and is and is and is, they're drawing them in and so there's just really cool things uh going on this one's particular ones in in Togo Want to shift to baseball because we're doing. Uh, there was a pretty cool thing that happened in in Warren County uh, with baseball. Some of our our friends from here, uh, they they're softball people and baseball people, and they found out what we were doing in particularly. Uh, in Ghana, in West Africa, they were some of these. Some of our friends here, actually, the ones who connected us to the baseball people in in Ghana. So we connected with them, and our buddy over there, Victor, leads it. And uh, they've they've got uh, a whole bunch of people playing. I'm not sure what pictures I have here. Well, there's just more pictures. Um, but they've got all kinds of uh, girls and boys playing baseball. And so they're training in baseball because baseball is gaining in popularity in Ghana. And uh, we were actually able to connect with the national team and things like that. And so, but they collected a lot of, a lot of equipment, a lot of gear. 
not this glove. This glove is from like 1945, um, but it, this was happened to be in my office. Um, and so, but they collected all kinds of equipment and we're going to work to get equipment over there. So uh, we're finding the generosity of people is huge. You see, this is why I say what you need to look up instead of looking down. People want to help people. People want to love people. People are rooting for people like this. Hey, I can't remember their names. I know this, this girl's name is, whoops, sorry. Uh, this girl's name is Jackie. People are rooting for Jackie because they want the best for her. They want, they believe it in her future. And so, man, we got, we got so much baseball equipment given to us. Uh, it, it like filled uh, probably 20 feet by, by four feet deep, like six foot high all from just a little town uh, where we're from because people said, we are in. I'm telling you, look up, open your eyes, quit watching trash and quit looking down at garbage. Look up, open your eyes and you'll see the harvest is ripe. There's so much out there, the good that's happening. And so this is an example of it. I love what's happening in Ghana. And so, um, so I just wanted to highlight some of these some of these areas for you, some of the countries that we're in, some of the things that are going on. We are literally getting uh, requests at least a couple every week, at least. I mean, from word is getting out. Obviously, social media is a big-time thing, and other areas people are talking. They see this. They see that going on. Uh, and so uh, people want, just for instance, the the, the uh, motorcycles and the vests, um, I posted a picture of what we're sending over to Guinea. I think I posted that recently. And so I had people from three other countries in Africa contact me and said, hey, we want to do that. They said that our, our drivers are, it's a hard population uh, to break into. It's like a almost like a gang type thing, not quite, but it's, you know, it's a closed circle of, of, uh, of, a, of, a, of a subculture. And they said, we could reach out to them and give them those and love them. So I literally had three other countries approach me about doing in their country what we're doing in, in Guinea. So now we need to get into vests. So if you want to, these are little things though. If you say, well, gee, how can I help? Uh, uh, Money is the easiest thing uh, because we can buy vests with it. We can ship things with it. We can buy what we need, uh, soccer balls and other things to get get those out there. And so, so anyways, though, there's a um, – I could tell you stories forever, uh, but uh, but I think that's enough to tell you, to give you an update on what's happening. Many, many things are happening. Uh, really encourage you to be praying. Uh, much of what we're doing is not really possible in the natural. Uh, you can't make these connections. You can't, you can't have relationships form. You can't meet up with the highest quality people like in the nation and have them join you. It doesn't happen, uh, but God does it. And he brings us together and he does supernatural things in, in how he's developing this, as well as even uh, the, the, you know, Jesus says, he says, uh, uh, he says the, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are, free, are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. That is so true. The need is so great. 
the opportunities are unlimited. And so we're really limited. Our only limiting factor is um, resources when it comes to people and finances. But I'm telling you, because of the way we're doing this and because we're partnering with people who live there, this is a this is a locally done ministry. So we really honestly we have the workers. They're out there. If we go into we're in um, one area in um, well let's just, let, let's let's go to one area uh, uh, Shalom School that we're in in Moisbridge, uh, Kenya, and they're ready. They said we're ready to do this. They have a little area to, to reach out to people. They actually have 300 kids who are there every day, uh, who need stuff to do and they have the workers. They really do. So what they need, they need equipment. They need some uniforms, stuff like that. So it, the, we're almost not even limited by workers. Honestly, it is the resources that are either equipment or finances. Finances obviously turns into equipment. So the res- what we're limited by is not that much. It's resources. It's money. And so the I've never seen anything like the need. I had a very strange um, message yesterday. The International Sports Academy is getting known pretty well in a lot of places of the world. I got a, I got a uh, message sent to me uh, yesterday. Uh, from somebody, somebody from India who lives in Brazil, who's part of a roller hockey team. Go figure that one out. An Indian in Brazil playing roller hockey. Well, it's a large organization, this roller hockey thing. And they said, we want in. We want in to be able to reach out to our community and be able to to join you and to use our talents of roller hockey to reach our area. And I thought, wow, that was not on my radar. Roller hockey in Brazil run by a guy from India. But you never know, right? So, but anyway, so God's really doing some cool things. Uh, just huge thank you and your partnership. Uh, we, we uh, as always, head to isasports.org. Uh, you can check out what's going on, watch some things. I encourage you to share that with your friends. Uh, watch some of the videos on there, the promo videos that are going on. Um, you can give on there. It's a very easy way to give. And and I'm telling you, this this uh, anything you give is going pretty cool right to people like these young ladies right there, and it's changing lives. And it's not just the, the young people. The workers' lives are being changed because they're given a platform to operate under. They're part of something big. They know it's something big. One of the reasons that we are called the International Sports Academy is because you feel like you're part of something big, big, and you are. And so you're part of something that's reaching thousands of kids in multiple nations. We're in seven different countries right now, and God's doing some cool things in these locations, and we're so close to expanding to where it becomes so big that that it's uh, beyond just knowing all the all the people who are running it. Because God's after young people. He just is. And the heart of the people who are, are joining us is so big. I love working with people who have a bigger vision, even almost bigger than, than what I can imagine. And so it's very exciting to partner with that. So listen, thanks for tuning in and sharing some things, uh, listening to us. I encourage you to, um, to subscribe to, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're, uh, if 
if you're on watching us on some social media, uh, share it however you can, because the more we can get the word out, the more young people can be impacted uh, both now and for all of eternity. Uh, God bless you. And thanks for tuning in. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today on the More Than Sports Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, we have others. We try to come out with one every week. Uh, you can check them all out at morethansports.net. That's morethansports.net. Go there, subscribe, share it with other people, tell your friends about it, and I hope you're encouraged every time you tune in.